Hello and welcome back to the 61st episode of the All Got Kids Roger podcast with your host, Bennett Leon. Of course, this is part two, by the way, of this episode. And of course, we have Ashley Downing here. That's- hey! All right. Uh, and then we're just, of course, resuming our episode about uh, the need to protest, to voice our opinions and thoughts and our anger and frustrations with the government and how they have really failed us. So let's go ahead and continue that. Let me share my screen with you guys. Um, all right, so we're going to watch once again that video that I mentioned in the previous episode about uh, Occupy Wall Street and how this was our latest, uh, at least the American example of protesting, you know? Um, so that's what. In comparison to the ones we were watching yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is also a really interesting one. This is, uh, like I mentioned, Americans doing this. You'll mention that they kind of behave a little differently, um, but there are also a lot of similarities. So let's just go ahead and watch and then we'll see where it goes from here. Dear Americans, this July 4th dream of insurrection against corporate rule, Occupy Wall Street. In mid-July, Counterculture Magazine Adbusters follows its tweet with a call to action. Occupy Wall Street, September 17th. Bring tent. Anonymous throws its support behind Occupy, and the movement's momentum takes off via social media. Citizens travel from across the country to meet up with activists in New York as Mayor Michael Bloomberg prepares for a protest. 2,000 protesters descend on Lower Manhattan. The New York City Police Department blocks Wall Street and the protesters move to Zuccotti Park, where a culture of consensus takes root. Protesters camp for the night and then for the week. Little does anyone know, the occupation is just beginning. Protesters receive scant media coverage during the first week, but a few cans of pepper spray, an army of citizen journalists, and close to 1,000 arrests are about to change everything. We saw in the video you being sort of surrounded and just sprayed in the face. Police test boundaries and pile hundreds into paddy wagons, and the world begins to watch. Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street. Wall Street. Wall Street. Obviously, I've, I've heard of it. I've seen it on television. New Occupy camps form around the world. Everyone gets fed and libraries flourish. People want to express. Notice that this happened under an Obama presidency, you know? He, like, they were asking him about this. The journalists were asking him about this. So, very interesting to know. What did you say? Yeah, definitely. I think it's really, um, it's telling how similar both parties are. And then also, like, you can see here, like, Bloomberg was also the mayor at the time, and now we know that he, he was running for president on the, in the Democratic Party. Exactly. So it's really interesting to look, kind of look at this retrospectively, just because of like all these like big names that are coming up once again, and it's re-election time for the presidency. Um, so, and I put the pieces together here. So, 
themselves, says Bloomberg. And as long as they obey the laws, we allow them to. On October 15th, the so-called Day of Rage, impassioned citizens marched in more than 80 cities around the world. Protests in Rome turn violent and dominate headlines everywhere. Back in New York, peaceful Citibank customers are arrested after closing their accounts. Look like, are you serious? That's absolutely crazy. For closing their accounts. I know. Like, you, if this wasn't recorded, you wouldn't believe, believe this. it. That's Literally. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Journalist Caitlin Curran is fired for holding a sign. A pepper sprayer is disciplined, and one for sinners posts messages of solidarity. Meanwhile, pressure mounts for city officials to control protests. Dressed in riot gear and armed with tear gas and rubber bullets, police raid Occupy Oakland before dawn on October 25th. Headlines blast news about Scott Olson, an Iraq war vet injured by police. His name trends across Twitter. Days later, Oakland protesters strike back with a general strike. Meanwhile, on the East Coast, allegations of sexual abuse in camps surface, prompting Zuccotti Park protesters to create a women-only tent. Ten days later, it's eviction day in New York City. Credentialed journalists are refused press privileges, severely limiting eviction coverage. I'm here, I'm filming. I have DCPD press passes. Occupations in other cities around the world are evicted. On November 17th, mobilized by crushed camps and torn tents, protesters around the globe turn out for two-month anniversary celebrations. More than 200 are arrested in New York, including journalists. Feels like Turkmenistan, not USA, tweets Nick Kristoff, but not even he was prepared for what happened next. So like this was also around the time that like that kind of movement or like people started realizing how much of, of a police state the United States is yeah. around this time because they saw how like the police were militarizing, coming out That's with like all these like gear and riot shields and like doing all this like insane shit, right? Crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Our law enforcement has been militarizing for a very long time. Yeah. But very interesting to note that it was also like. And this is 2011. I mean, that's nine years ago. Believe it or not. <laughs> nine years ago was the last time something big like this happened. And it was like a tipping point for America, especially financially, like in more ways than one. So, um, and we're now at that point again, we've also reached it. And of course, we're going to go to lower lows. We have yet to, to reach those kinds of Absolutely. Um, the depths when it comes to uh, the economy and whatnot. So let's go ahead and see what else pisses these people off uh, enough <laughs> to do this in uh, 2011. Not everyone, however, empathizes. Go get a job right after you take a bath. With temperatures dropping. Like, how disconnected is that? Like, like that, that response. That's the best word, like, disconnected, exactly. Literally, like, when you see all these people out here it's with all these signs saying, like, what they're angry about and what they're telling, they're literally telling you, you know? Mm -hmm. All you have to do is look and read. It's not hard. It's never been hard to figure out what we want or what we need. They just are unwilling to do it because they're bought and paid for. Well, right or wrong? Definitely, 100%. And I hate, I, I've heard that phrase so often, the, um, uh, go get a job, or pr pr people who have jobs don't have time to protest. Um, that, 
people who people who choose to not protest in times where it's where that is needed are to me people who choose to be a part of this establishment people who choose to be a part of this system that they know is not working for them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and to me that's irresponsible irresponsible why would you not want to be part of something that is going to benefit you and benefit the majority of people around you um and exactly if you just read these signs you read here listen to what they're saying they're not asking for things that are outrageous they're asking for things like a living wage (laughs) in comparison to these people who are not listening to them and making millions and billions of dollars absolutely It's, it's really insane to see um what kind of went on like did all the the, how the police kind of acted in that regard um how the government reacted president obama let everybody get foreclosed on over five million houses got foreclosed on during that time um people were pissed and they absolutely should have been and then we need we need to replicate their kind of actions that's what i think um well let's go ahead and continue the video protesters find other ways to occupy Occupy our homes, occupy the primaries, occupy Congress, occupy the SEC. Love that. Meanwhile, Occupy's income inequality message goes mainstream. <laughs> 2012 opens with one of Occupy's most violent encounters. New arrests top 400 in Oakland. On March 17th, protesters stream back into Zuccotti Park, celebrating the six-month anniversary of the Occupy movement. After night falls, however, police declare the park closed. You want to get arrested, asks Bloomberg. We'll accommodate you. March 24th, Occupy participants march to Union Square, declaring, let freedom spring. Seven months of protests, millions of tweets, 7,000 arrests, more than 100 U.S. cities. Occupy Wall Street. Oops. Um, so great video, right? Um, I loved it. I think it was a great uh, overall like look at how um, the Occupy movement started. Uh, but your thoughts on like how everything ended as well, um, knowing what we know, looking back at it now. Um, I think looking back at it now, it it makes me kind of frustrated because look at all that seven months and I or what are <laughs> what situation are we in now? The same thing, um, and also watching this and being reminded of that crisis um, really makes me worried about Biden next, possibly being our next president and having all of these people being foreclosed on, renters not being able to pay their their um, their uh, rent. Um, it doesn't make me hopeful that we're going to have somebody who's going to say, oh, no worries, you know, we'll help you out. Uh, no, actually, you can just get your ass on the street, sorry, <laughs> you know. Um, but it, this does make me hopeful that this is what social media can do. This is what, and this is how easy it is to mobilize. Absolutely. Um, so that is hopeful, definitely. It is. And they, those people, definitely the protesters for Occupy, Wall Street definitely took advantage of social media to organize um, and meet up in places like, as you saw, like this rippled across the world. Over a hundred U.S. cities, yeah. Yeah. I think they said millions and millions of tweets. I mean, like that's pretty powerful, and that's the message, of course. They they got it. Like Newt Gingrich, top Republican, got it. Even though he completely missed the point, he saw it though. 
<laughs> which was the point. He got their attention or they got his attention. I also uh, want to um, talk about this article from Huffington Post about, or the Huff Post about how New York removed Bernie Sanders from the primaries uh, or from the primary ballot um, when they have to vote. So as we, as we know, the Democratic Party has time and time again tr shown that they are willing to do whatever it takes to not, to not let a progressive win. But now we're seeing how far they're willing to kick him while he's down and not even let him gain the influence that he gained in 2016 to influence the party platform like he did then. You know, yeah. because of his actions and his delegates, he actually got those superdelegate system away from that. You know, it was, it was going to come to the second ballot. It was still there. They still got it in. But it, he made it more democratic, at least in the yeah, very beginning. Definitely. So um, they were not allowed about to have, uh, have that win. So your thoughts on that? Um, I, I remember when you first, <laughs> I was working, I think, when this happened, so I wasn't paying attention to the news, but you had me messaged me and I just figured that it was something like, oh, you know, coronavirus, they're postponing, whatever. Um, and then he like sends me, you send me the um, memo that the Sanders campaign sends out to, to send mm -hmm. out to everyone. And I was just absolutely, and I think you sent me the article too. I was just absolutely stunned that this is, um, is this legal? <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I can't believe that they're allowed to do this. Um, they, they're able to take away any possible, um, any chance of there being a convention um, because he, he's not able to get any more delegates. Mm -hmm. No one is allowed to get any delegates. Um, anyone, anyone else who is still on the ballot, which was a, a, exactly. the majority still. Um, we were talking earlier about uh, not only is Sanders, Bernie Sanders uh, suing, but Andrew Yang is suing. Tulsi Gabbard, I think you said, is suing. Um, so I just can't believe that they would take this drastic of a step, um, especially when like mail-in ballots are totally a thing in the is and is is definitely an option um with the current situation in the pandemic um i mean they could have just given people a longer time to vote and mail in their ballot but no we're going to cancel this is clearly not about the pandemic this is about getting sanders off the ballot exactly 100 this is a political ploy mm -hmm. and that's what this kind uh this part of the article kind of mentions here. Sanders and his allies want to accumulate enough convention delegates to be able to influence the Democratic Party, uh, the platform, and the rules. The Biden campaign has indicated that it is open to working with Sanders on a compromise uh, over convention delegates, but that's really just fluff, you know? That's why the Democratic Party is also taking steps to undermine democracy itself. Well, by not letting the voters let their voice be heard. And that's why all these campaigns are suing them because they're not, they're not letting the, vo the voters voice their opinions, which is, and they already had previously done, fulfilled all the requirements that they needed to do to get on the ballot. There should be no reason in hell why uh, they would be kicked off now. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. 
Um, your thoughts? Well, just this phrase, compromise over convention delegates. You don't compromise over convention delegates. You earn them with your votes. So I, I don't even understand that phrase at all. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about this part as well, because this is important. This is what enabled them to uh, to remove Bernie Sanders from the and the other candidates from the ballot. Um, and it looks like it was a provision in New York's budget, uh, new budget, that empowered the state's board of elections to remove those candidates. Um, Which is also kind of weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a total ploy. And... Uh, and they're doing it in broad daylight, um, which is the worst thing. So um, the worst thing is that a mainstream media outlets are not covering this. Yeah. That this is not something that the majority of the public are see is That's seeing. Because if I think if more people were seeing this, they would be outraged also. And if people were making a bigger deal about this um, instead of talking about how Biden is innocent from his sexual allegations, then maybe you know. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like the news, they're just not reporting on things that are actually important to our democracy. And what's really important for you guys to also remember is that, like, you shouldn't get really attached to the candidate, you know? Like, they're... Clearly. Literally. Like, us, for example, like, as much as I love Bernie Sanders, I... I'm 100% willing to tell him to fuck off if he tells me to vote for Joe Biden you know and i'm willing to do it 100 percent every day of the week why because he himself told us that if i ever tell you to vote for anyone don't listen to me you know so um and because he wants all of our voices straight that's why he said that originally uh recently of course we know he's kind of been backtracking kind of we're seeing a different kind of bernie sanders in recent years um yeah. unfortunately um, but uh, I also kind of want to reference this um, part of the article here. Um, coincidentally, one of the co-chairs of the Bernie Sanders campaign, um, a quote by Ohio, uh, former, uh, former Ohio State Senator Nina Turner. Um, she said, their decision is bad. It's bad for the Democratic Party and it's bad for democracy. It has a chilling effect on democracy as we know it because the ability of the people to weigh in was stripped from them before they, have an, before they had an opportunity to cast a ballot. And of course, like, she's 100% right. Yeah. 100% right. Definitely. Um, and that's why they're suing. Uh, the State Board of Election in the state of New York for that purpose because they're suing for the voters, for the voters to have their say. Um, and like we also mentioned, it, it says that it's gonna, this is also, of course, going to prevent him from accumulating those delegates mm -hmm. uh, to affect the party platform. Um, and it looks like Jeff Weaver also said that today's decision by the state of New York Board of Elections is an outrage, a blow to American democracy, and must be overturned by the DNC. Which will never happen. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a pie in the sky. A if anything, they, they colluded together to make this happen. Absolutely. Literally. <laughs> um, but it's very uh, upsetting. So uh, let's see. Um, what Sanders supporters want is essentially a beauty contest that given the situation with the public health emergency that exists now seems to be unnecessary and indeed frivolous. That's what I, that's exactly what I knew that we're gonna blame it on. 
the COVID pandemic. I don't understand how you can blame it on that though. When what I said, mail-in ballots are a complete legitimate option right now. Give people more time to get their vote, to get their um, ballots back and have everybody do mail ballots. Um, I think that there are of course uh, some people who would not vote, um, but you have that either way. Mm-hmm. And also, don't let the fucking UPS go bankrupt. Yes, sick box. Like, let's save them. Let's not save these um, all these mega cor- giant corporations that don't need it. That's why all these uh, companies you're seeing in the news, they're returning their uh, the money that they got back. Why? Because they don't need it. They can function without it. You know, it shouldn't be up to the taxpayer to do those kind of, to lift that burden. Absolutely. That's, that's a lie. That's it's one of the crazy biggest that lies. You have to have, that you have to have corporations give back their money so that other people can get money. Yeah. That should tell you how much money is going to corporations. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We don't even really need this, guys, but thanks. Literally. <laughs> but I think we get the point here. Um, the point was that the Democratic Party, in conjunction with the New York State Board of Elections, uh, I'm sure Andrew Cuomo kind of had his say in this, um, along with other voices I'm sure were involved in this. Um, someone somewhere along the line thought it was a great idea to undermine democracy, under, undermine the will of the voters, and take your voices away, which, once again, this is not normal. You know, like this doesn't happen. If you look back, this shit does not happen. There should be outrage. There should be, um, there should be. You shouldn't be out in the streets with a uh, protesting to get a fucking haircut. They are lucky we are in the middle of a pandemic. You should be out protesting. If anything, I'm not promoting you guys to break social distancing rules or anything like that. No. But you should um, definitely um, go out and protest for the right reasons. Protest for the injustices that are going on in our country uh, from the government. Mm -hmm. They are robbing us blind. Um, $1,200 is nothing. That's a Band-Aid, and people are happy, super happy about getting that. I mean, uh, yes, it might be a chunk of change, but that is literally a chunk of change, like pennies, crumbs, compared to what they're giving to giant corporations. Absolutely, and unemployment benefits the same thing. You think it's nice now, that's not going to last, number one. It hasn't been guaranteed to last. And number two, that is still a band-aid compared to what they're giving to corporations. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And then you also have other places like warehouses. And we were just talking about the um, um, May Day protest starting May 1st. Yes, um, you have all these corporations who have millions and millions of dollars, and yet they cannot provide their employees with um, protective gear, like just basic base masks and um gloves i mean are you kidding me yeah it's it's absolutely ridiculous and that's why they have organized the unions have helped organize this movement um or this strike for the workers to to walk out of work um come may 1st or tomorrow yeah yeah so um uh if you guys are listening to this if you guys are watching this please uh do your part and do not 
uh, buy anything from any of those companies. Uh, even if you see this at a later date, just don't buy anything. Try to not buy something from these companies until you hear that they are doing um, better with their workers and the strike is over or whatnot. And Those what are, are those companies, Ben? Okay, so those companies are uh, Target, Walmart, Instacart, Shipt. Uh, am I missing anyone? Amazon. Oh, wow, I didn't say Amazon. Amazon. Um, Whole Foods, I believe, as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whole Foods. Um, I said Shipt, I think. Uh, that's it, I think. Yeah, so uh, that's already a decent list. Uh, big millions of shoppers shop at those. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, that Amazon alone. Amazon if they want to give all this money to those corporations, then they can afford for people to walk out. So Absolutely. I yeah. remember uh, reading one time that Amazon was down for 30 minutes and they had lost $40 million in sales in those 30 minutes. So just imagine like, <laughs> and wow. then also uh, side note, uh, Jeff Bezos, his personal wealth increased by $24 billion during the, from the beginning of the coronavirus. 24 billion? 24 billion. He was his already- His net worth? His net worth. He was no, already- No, stop. He was already over a hundred billion. He is now uh, way above that. Uh, now like reaching where he was before, getting close to it at least before he was at 150 something uh now and then of course he divorced his wife she took a uh 30 or something uh and then now he has probably See, 120 or something billion. that is disgusting that's just disgusting 24 billion dollars he made in what two or three months but while his workers, like, that's a thing. You exactly. Know? While his workers don't have masks, don't have gloves, are making shit pay, have, don't have good benefits. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. How do you live with yourself? That's what I want to know. How do you live with yourself? Especially How much money is too much money before you just, I mean, why wouldn't you want to give it to people? I don't get it. And then people will start be the they will say like, oh yeah, he donated a hundred million dollars to uh, the food pantries or whatever, so they can like disperse food during this time. Like, yeah, that's dope. Like, that's amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, that's awesome too, you know. But that's nothing in comparison. Like, he should be completely overhauling his system like he is in charge of a massive company that has a lot of resources he himself is the richest man in the world uh, the things that you can do when you have that kind of money and that kind of power right. is immense mm -hmm. immense in this world i mean we know for a fact that the oligarchs are the ones in charge of this country and this world right um and when one of the oligarchs are in that position, they get to do pretty much whatever they want. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's that's a thing. Like we can push them. They can yeah. do these things. Well, and the same thing with like the the May Day stuff. I feel like um, you know, like we were saying, we can't really march right now. And um, I, I, when I say they're lucky we're in a pandemic, I just mean that they're lucky that we're not able to take to the streets right now, because I think that that is something that is needed. Um, it's something that it needs, we need to have some sort of visible sign of um, this is undemocratic and we are not going to stand for it because 
this uh, this is we're supposed to be a dem a democrat a democratic society um and this is clearly a blow to our democracy um something needs to be done something needs to be done absolutely um so uh i 100% agree with your idea to of course go out to march and stuff as long as it's not during this time um but what i think would be really powerful is something to do like online start some kind of movement um that would give a lot of attention to the the struggles and the the frustrations that a lot of people are feeling up right now of course uh, the people that like us want to take to the streets to voice our opinion uh to take our yellow vests out or whatever mm -hmm. you know um virtual and, protest though exactly so i think that um we're working on something uh so uh <laughs> We would Surprises love to come. <laughs> yeah, we're brainstorming some ideas to help. But uh, once again, guys, uh, make sure that you do your part. Uh, let your uh, representatives know, your elected representatives know what you are, how you are thinking, what you're feeling um, about what's going on and everything that you're learning on this podcast. Please take it to heart. Uh, we are not trying to be biased. We are just trying to tell you the truth. We are trying to highlight the things, the injustices that are going on on a daily basis in the government and politics. And you see these things that are happening in day, broad daylight, things- That get swept right under the rug. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And a mat, like, of course, you want, if you want to bring up the coronavirus crisis again, uh, a massive transfer of wealth that hasn't happened since the Great Depression, really. So um, really, extremely amazing times to be alive um so let's do our part let's work together we need to stand together during this time to show them that we are strong enough to stand alone we will do whatever it takes to take back our democracy you can take away our courts you can take away the presidency you can take away the senate and the house from us you can't but take when, our vote exactly or and our voice exactly so that's when we're going to take to the streets if you don't if bernie sanders didn't step up for us or aoc is not willing to say this shit, we will so it's up to us guys let's do it all right, let's end it here, guys. Thank you so much again for listening to this episode. Uh, your once again, your um, word of mouth is our oxygen. We would love to uh, hear back from you. Follow us on Twitter at O Disruptor Podcast. Follow us on our YouTube, also at the Oligarchy Disruptor Podcast. Our Facebook at the same thing. Uh, Instagram at the O Disruptor Podcast. Exactly same as our Twitter. So once follow again, follow us on everything. Yeah, guys, we have a website as well. Check it out. Uh, you'll find that on our Facebook page or, yeah. So uh, once again, thank you so much for um, tuning in and we will see you in the next episode.